This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's talk about that and more right now with James Young, sports grid basketball analyst. You can find him there. James, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us, Coach. What's up, everybody? Good to be on with you. Full slate of NBA action, so let's get down to business. Yeah, let's start right where uh, I just left off. You got Scotty Barnes active tonight for the Raptors. That game in Toronto where they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs. Philadelphia looking to get right tonight, one-and-a-half-point favorites. 211-and-a-half is the total, a really low total. What would you do in this game right here? Any looks or any player props? I mean, this is a tough one, to be honest with you, because, God, Philadelphia has been awful. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're probably one of the most disappointing teams uh, in the league if you look at preseason uh, where everybody thought they were compared to what they're doing. So, to me, it's hard to take a side. I, I like the under. Um, I think Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches that take anything out of what you want to uh, do. Um, under is 10-4. Uh, the last 14 meetings in Toronto, four out of the last five, has gone to the under. Under is five and one. Uh, the last six overall for Philly. Uh, I think this is a low slow, uh, a slowdown kind of game. Um, but give me the under would be the play that I would be doing tonight if I took a side anywhere in this game. Coach, talk to me about the Rockets and Jazz game. These two teams played on Monday. Utah was a small road favorite at Houston. This line opened at five and a half. Now it's up to seven and a half. So clearly people are buying the Utah bounce back tonight. Would you li- would you lay the seven and a half with the Jazz or do you like the Rockets to keep it close? You know, I was I was so big on the Rockets going into this year, but you know, they they already kind of hit with the injury bug. They got guys out of the lineup tonight. Um I do think Shingun is out of the lineup, if I'm not mistaken. Uh again. And uh, Bruno Fernando is out. So, you know, when, when you look at the, those are your two uh, bigs, um, you know, I would look at maybe Jalen Green for points just because he's been scoring at a crazy clip, going over his points prop of three to the last four. But here's the thing with Utah guys. Until they trade these veterans, they're not terrible. Yeah. Like, you got to really think about this. And, I, and it was funny because I was like, why are they winning? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, Mike Conley, good player. Jordan Clarkson, good player. Malik Beasley, you know, good player. Kelly Olenek, good player. I mean, they've never been stars in their teams. And here's the other thing. You know, you don't want to be stuck in Utah either. So you probably want to play damn well as a veteran. <laughs> yeah. So you get Danny Ainge to get you on up out of there, hopefully for a contender. Yeah, that's, that's interesting point. That's a great stuff. point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got Colin Sexton on that team. Just yep. a lot of cohesion. I saw something on Twitter about that. It was so funny. It was like Danny Ainge trying to tank, still putting together a better roster than Rob Polinka trying to I win. I told you that. Yeah, three yeah. through Phil 14. Ama- amazing. <laughs> Coach, what's working for Portland? What are you seeing from them? Because I think there's a cohesion in this team, even when you look at the individual parts that aren't that stellar. Well, I, I think one thing you have to show up the the bat is, is that Jeremy Grant 
uh, Trey's been fantastic. You know, what he's able to do, TK, you know, as a stretch four, but not just offensively, but defensively. Remember, that's not Nurkic's strong suit. It's the defensive side of the floor. So you get the defense and that stretch four capability. But, guys, I mean, Dave Time didn't play a lot last year. And right now he's giving you 33, you know, and five assists, five rebounds, and he's at a 50-40-90 right now. I know it's a small sample size, and then you have uh, Anthony Simons giving you nearly 20 a game. So the the game, you know, C.J. McCollum backward has just been redone with Anthony Simons, a little bit more of an athletic um, um, guy that can play off the ball a little bit better. But then what it does, it allows the guy like Yusuf Nurkic to be a number four scorer. He's not a number two guy. He's not a number three guy. But he's a good fourth guy, offensive rebounder, put back dunks, start the fast break on the rebound. He's been good, but they've been getting stuff, you know, out of Justice Winslow has looked good. You know, Nasir Little to give him minutes off the bench. And, you know, they're slowly bringing along Shaden Sharp. Now, listen, you got to start to see um, who they played. You know, they get, they, they get that big win versus Phoenix. But n- now let's start to see Miami comes to town. The team is not playing too well, but then it's, Houston, Memphis, Phoenix, Phoenix, Miami. And the last three of those are on the road. You're going to start to see really quickly if this Portland team is for real or not. For me, my only concern would be their depth. Yeah, you mentioned Shaden Sharp. Just quickly wanted you to go over what, you, what you've seen from him so far this year because in his limited amount of play, this man is putting up buckets. And per minute, I think his production is one of the highest on the team. I mean, he's giving you nearly seven points a game and 15 minutes of playing time. So he's, 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 he's an athletic kid. And it's one of those things where, you know, if the three-point shot comes, and obviously opening night he gave you 12, three or three from three, if he can give you that three-point shot, the kid's bouncy as you know what. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to do some things. And it's just one of these things where you have some pieces. But let's not forget, TK, TK. I know he's only been in the league two years as a coach. Chauncey Phillips knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just cut to the chase. He knows what he's doing. He's building a culture there in Portland. You know, the interesting thing is what happens down the road. What happens if they, you know, do end up not doing well and they get a guy like a Scoot Henderson? What do you do with Dave Little? The good thing about it is you don't have to worry about that now. Let this team develop and let the combination – of the veterans of, of, you know, of Dame time, but let's get kids like Shaden Sharp. Let's try to get him more run with Simons. Maybe go to a little bit of a three-guard lineup uh, with the three of them. You know, you can move Simons over to the three if you want to spell some of Josh Hart. I want to see a little bit more of that three-guard lineup because I think they're pretty dynamic offensively. Uh, Coach, the Lakers are probably the worst three-point shooting team in NBA history. Do you think they have any shot at least getting into the playoffs? No rust tonight, so I'm optimistic with Westbrook sitting out tonight. I just think they show up. But any shot, man, that they could add any outside shooting or anything to this roster that could at least make them, I don't know, a 5-6 seed with LeBron and AD healthy? I think the best they are, guys, is a play-in team. And I don't even think they're that, unless they make a trade. I mean, here's the thing I've been thinking about, guys. And and you guys are down there, you know, in the, in the D.C. area. You know, they make, they, they make this trade. In the last couple of years, think about, the, what you need with LeBron. You need shooters. 
right? So what do you do in the last couple of years? You trade Kuzma, you know, and you get him up out of there, someone who could do what? Knock down shots. KCP, another one, could knock down shots. He's not there. Malik Monk, what does he do? Knock down shots. Even if you look at Carmelo Anthony, call him the old school, like end of his career, Olympic mellow, catch and shoot guy. He's gone. Who is the guy that you're looking at at the Lakers and saying, that's my best shooter? That is the guy that I know that's going to knock me down to three over 40% of the time. The, the, the best shooter on the team, guys, may be LeBron. And sure. if you're no, I think it LeBron is. Being yeah. the best shooter on your team, that's not good. Yeah, unless it's Austin Reeves, yeah, it might be. It really might be LeBron. I would I think, love someone to ask LeBron, "Are you the best shooter on this team?" And what are your thoughts on that? Huh? I think he'd tell you he probably is. Uh, coach, be. yeah, I think so. We we were watching Oklahoma City last night, tip to finish. They they controlled and dominated the Clippers. I know there was no Kawhi, no Paul George. We Chet's out obviously the whole year, but when you watch this team, how close are they? to getting back to being a competitive player in the Western Conference? Do you think it's it's two more seasons? Is it three or four? How, how much longer do you think before OKC starts to contend again? They are they are one player away. Oh, wow. I, I know that. I, I think they are. It, now, listen, they got to be healthy. SGA gets hurt a lot. Josh Giddy gets hurt a lot. You know, obviously we know about Chet. You know, they have Lou Dort as like a, a rugged uh, kind of perimeter guy. They got Robinson Earl. They got Wiggins. They got some other young pieces. I'm telling you, if they end up with Web of Yama, like watch out. Because that team becomes so dynamic offensively because then you could put Web and Yama with Chet, and those are two guys that can go inside out. And who the hell is blocking one of their damn shots <laughs> at seven foot and seven three? Especially with Webby Yama's high release, so at some point you got to get your your um your 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 ducks uh, to the middle of you know the road, and you want to make sure you get that that last piece because the key thing is this, guys. If you want to build an NBA team the right way, you build it with young kids, and then when you're there, then you go get the next piece or the last piece. So it's interesting to me is if they end up hitting the lottery and getting like a Webby Yama. They still have all these draft picks. Does Sam Percy put his cards to the table and say, all right, now I make the move and I go get myself a veteran, you know, shooter or score. Do I go get someone that's going to complement the the roster that I have? Coach, what do you think uh, Jalen Brunson is doing for the Knicks that people aren't exactly talking about? I, I watched him play at Madison Square Garden the other night against Orlando, and he was literally pointing at the floor to tell everybody where they needed to go. Uh, and also, how do you think he's unlocking Julius Randle? Because Julius Randle, back to his self, 22 points a game, averaging just under 10 rebounds. You know, TK, you being up here and seeing what's going on, you know, let's be honest. The Knicks haven't had a true point guard like this in their prime. True point guard since Mark Jackson. Think about yeah. what we're saying here. What about That's Derek Harper? I was kidding with you. I like them. And I love Derek Harper. But he was at the end of his road when he got to Knicks in 93. But when you you look at Brunson, you you made up a great point, TK. Everything seems to be under control. When they get kind of out of whack offensively, 
He's the guy that gets the ball, puts it under his shoulder, and stops the offense and says, yo, we, we got to get a good shot now. And that's something that you can't, you can't duplicate in the NBA. It's a point guard that can steady the ship. Now, I do think a couple things have happened. I think Tibbs has loosened up offensively. He's allowed these guys to run. I think Derrick Rose being in great shape benefits that second unit. Remember, TK, they were over 500 when Derrick Rose got hurt last right. year and then the wheel fell off the second half of the year. So Derrick Rose is a big part of that group with Quickly, uh, with Cam Reddish, who's playing pretty well right now with Quentin Grimes out, and obviously with, o- uh, with Obi and Hartenstein. That's been a great second unit. But the key with unlocking Julius Randle is he doesn't have to do it all now. He's got another guy that can, that can set up and run stuff. They, there was an interesting thing. I don't know if you saw it, TK, that they said that Julius Randle watched European basketball over the summer to kind of learn the game and try to see if there's things that he could pick up. And what I've seen from Julius Randle is not just the E, you know, the every other year Julius Randle, but I see a guy that's not really forcing the action and letting the game come to him and let other guys eat because then it opens up the floor for himself. 